the rivalry is back on. 1% better every day and 1-0. The set is the quarterback lined up behind center, takes a snap, going for a home run deep downfield, looking for T.Y. Hilton. Hilton makes the catch. He's at a 10, 5, stumbles in the end zone, touchdown. Both coming with pressure off the edge. Kenny Moore gets to Deshaun Watson. That's a sack for Kenny Moore. Kenny has a pick and now a sack in the game. Horseshoe is back, baby. The horseshoe is back. Welcome back to the Cody Foger podcast. It's good to be back after a small hiatus. Uh, I'm your host, Cody Foger, and uh, Derek's here with me. Derek, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. How about you, Cody? Hey, I'm good, man. I'm good because Colts play primetime football, and that's exciting. The Colts travel to Arrowhead on mm-hmm. Sunday night, play Sunday night football, 820 kickoff. Um, there's definitely, I think I would say this is the game. The Colts are probably the least favored in out of any game this year because you yeah. know, the two and two, obviously that ugly loss, like we talked about last week at the hands of the Raiders, also AFC West team. Uh, mm-hmm. so the Colts stay here at two and two and they're playing arguably the most talented team in the league and definitely in the AFC. I mean, you could argue the Patriots, but, uh, the four and Kansas city chiefs with, we all know Patrick Mahomes, uh, and company coming to, um, are definitely going to bring a lot of juice on offense, especially. Um, and so this is kind of our preview podcast of that game. And I know, um, you know, as we saw last week, Derek, anything can happen in the NFL. So I never want to say the Colts don't have a chance to win because we never thought the Raiders would have a chance to win last week. And we saw what happened. So uh, with that, I, we can go over a few different info, kind of priming um, our listeners a little bit on this game. Um, so right now the spread is 11 points, which is a wide margin. Uh, yes. I believe last week was six and a half. The Raiders game, the Colts were favored six and a half. And we saw what happened. The Raiders won by a touchdown. And and so you just never know in this league um, what's going to mm-hmm. happen. But um, with that right now, you know, as I mentioned, Colts two and two, uh, Kansas City four and uh, The Colts versus the spread is interesting. They're two and one. So their one loss being um, last week. Uh, or yeah, I guess it was last week then with the spread, yeah. um, and then Kansas City three and one versus the spread. But overall four and zero. The record outdoors is interesting. The Colts are one and one. Obviously, that first game against the Chief or against the Chargers, I should say, uh, mm-hmm. that fell in overtime. But they were competitive in that game. They've really been competitive in every single game. Um, yeah. And Kansas City three and zero at home. Three and zero outdoor. One and zero at home. Um. And Kansas City, obviously, 4-0, riding a four-game win streak. And so there's a lot here. Um, We can look at some league rankings really fast. So the Colts are 11th right now in points per game uh, with 23.5. Kansas City is second in the league with 33.8 points per game, which is absolutely insane. Mm -hmm. Uh, Points per game allowed. This is actually a little bit closer. Uh, The Colts are 24th right now, allowing 25.5 points, which is putrid. Uh, Kansas City, 18th, allowing 23.5. So a battle of some pretty good offenses um, and not mm-hmm. so good defenses. The Colts, obviously, 7th in rushing yards. Kansas City, 19th. Kansas City, the top-ranked team, passing yards per game. It's crazy. 377.5 yards passing per game. Um, and the Colts right now, um, obviously, are not doing very well in that department um, as far as defending the pass goes. 
uh, Kansas City second in yards per game. Um, and so, yeah, I think it's definitely going to be Derek a tale of the offenses, mm-hmm. um, as uh, at least as far as stats are concerned, um, because both teams really – that's where they've – that's been their bread and butter this year. It's really been on offense and not on defense, especially right. Kansas City with Patrick Mahomes and, and company. They've really, really brought it. They brought it last year. They bring it again this year. Um, and this is a rematch, Derek, although albeit not Andrew Luck as a starting quarterback, but this is a rematch of that AFC divisional round last year where Kansas City basically tore up this Colts defense. And so um, it's going to be an interesting game to watch. Obviously, we saw last week the Colts offense didn't really look – that potent um, against the Raiders defense, but um, overall they've been a pretty solid unit all, all year. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they can throw the ball when they need to, they can normally run the ball when they need to, although last week they were not able to really run the ball, which was really weird. Mm-hmm. Um, and so all that to say, you know, this is, this could be, this is kind of a game where it's like, there's going to be a lot of, a lot of factors in seeing what the final score is going to be. Um, the Colts have to improve a lot of things in order to, to really, you know, be competitive in this game and maybe even pull off an upset win. Um, Derek, what are some of the things that you have noticed um, from the Colts' first four weeks that they need to improve on who want to give this Kansas City squad a battle to the end? Well, the first thing I would probably have to say is uh, consistency. It's got to be the big thing. Uh, over the span of the last few weeks, uh, the Colts' off uh, running game has been getting worse and worse since the beginning of the season that can't continue if we want to continue to beat teams, especially if we want to beat the Chiefs. We have to be able to run the football. Uh, problem with that is is Marlon Mack was also listed today as a did not participate uh, on the Thursday as well as Wednesday as well with an ankle injury. That will be something to look at uh, come tomorrow, uh, but it's going to be – it's going to really suck if Marlon Mack isn't going to get to play uh, because we obviously know what Marlon can bring when he's on his A game. And, mm-hmm. I mean, other than consistency, I really don't see a whole lot else that the Colts need to do other than they just need to execute the game plan. Uh, that's pretty much it. And I, I I have faith that Frank Reich's going to continue to keep putting them in good spots and Jacoby's going to uh, continue to progress. We just need to get consistent and – not go on long stretches where we don't score. And defensive wise, uh, we, we just got to get better at everything. You know, as uh, I wish it was that simple, you know, to be able, I know it's easy to say that, uh, but obviously there's been a lot more that they need to address. Uh, we have Eberflis going out saying how, you know, the, the defense, every single aspect of the defense is not helping itself and not helping each other. That's why the scheme's not working. Uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't know how much of the blame goes on everybody. Um, I mean, obviously, Eberflus. I, I don't know. I haven't had enough sample size yet to really say that Eberflus's scheme and system is not working. It's just. Again, like I mentioned, nobody on defense is really making a mark. I mean, Pierre Desir and Kenny Moore really haven't done much yet this year. Uh, Rocky Sin's been a bigger storyline than any of them. Uh, the defensive line has still not gotten pressure. Uh, it, it The great thing about this week, great thing about this week is we are almost positive that Darius Leonard is going to be back this week which definitely helps the linebacker core more than anything. And that definitely helps to have that uh, vocal leader out there on the field in Darius Leonard. I think he just, he just 
amplifies everybody else's play just with his attitude and his play. So that'll be that'll be good for us. Um, but I think the big thing is is consistency on offense and just the entire defense stepping up at this point because there really hasn't been much on defense that we have done to uh, be optimistic about yet. Uh, just need to continue to get better every day. Yeah, for sure. And, and for me, there's a couple things on both sides of the ball that I'll look at. I'll start on the offense. Um, like you mentioned, consistency in the running game. Uh, the Colts, after I believe they were, I believe they were first or second in the league after the first couple weeks of the season, and now they're all the way down to seventh in the league. Um, so they just need to be consistent in running the football. And we even saw that in the in the Chargers game. Like the first half was just ugly running the ball, and then obviously Marlon Mack went crazy in the second half. Um, so just consistency in the running game. I think if Marlon Mack's not able to go, I mean, we saw him in week in week three, he didn't practice until Friday and then he was playing. Um, so if he does, if he's not able to go though, I look at Jordan, Wil- guy like Jordan Wilkins, Jonathan Williams, those guys need to step it up and those guys need to really make an impact and they need to, you know, I'm not looking for, we all know what Jordan Wilkins is at this point. He's not, doesn't have the explosion to Marlon Mack, but I mean, when he's gotten the ball in his hands, he's been effective. And so, um, it'll be interesting to me to watch Jordan Wilkins if he does ind- indeed get the start on Sunday. Um, can he be consistent? And you know, it doesn't have to break those 70, 80 yard runs, right? He's not the type of back he is, but um, can he be consistently getting four or five yards a clip? Um, or maybe even, you know, three to four. Like, can he just be consistently running the ball? Can the Colts establish a run game? Can it be a threat? Because I mean, we saw last year when Marlon Mack was out the first couple of weeks, the Colts running game was absolutely putrid. And Jordan Wilkins got the start. I know he was a rookie. I know he's probably improved his game in a lot of areas. Um, but I'm just looking there, you know, without Marlon Mack, can you run the ball? Can you can you have that threat so it helps the passing game out? Um, and another thing with the passing game is the young wide receivers. Right now they have just, you know, I've actually been pretty disappointed in Deion Kane, who's a guy we've been high on. Um, he's just done nothing. He really, you know, and he had four, four or five targets last week, had no catches. Um, Paris Campbell, obviously he had that, I believe he had that hand, abdominal injury, yeah, an abdominal. Um, but he may not be playing. Um, and so I'm looking for some, but the good news is T.Y. Hilton was practicing today with that quad injury. He was limited. So he may be, he may be playing on Sunday. Not, not hundred percent sure if he's going to play, but if he doesn't play, especially these young wide receivers, they got to step up. They got to make plays. Um, and even some of the tight the tight ends, and I'm looking specifically at Eric Ebron. He's got to he's got to get out of his own head, man. He's got to get out of yeah. his own head. Last week was absolutely putrid. Like he looked like he belonged in the the CFL with those drops. Like you no, know, and you know that might have been generous. Um, but you know those guys need to step it up. They need to make life easier for their quarterback and. And even the offensive line last week, I didn't think was particularly that great. I mean, I know Jacoby Brissett didn't get sacked, but the running game was awful. Um, really would never got into a rhythm. And I felt like they were really yeah. kind of beat at the point of attack, which was surprising considering, you know, I mean, Oakland has a pretty decent front, but it's like, I, I felt like it was nothing that the offensive line couldn't handle. It's just very undisciplined on the offensive line. Um, and just everywhere, really. It was a lot of undisciplined, you know, self-inflicted penalties like we talked about last week. Mm-hmm self-inflicted injuries and somehow the Colts were still going to be in that game until the end. Yeah. Um, but you know, I look at that and I'm just like, that, that has to clean up. I mean, before that Raiders game, I think the Colts were the least penalized team in the league. And yep. you know, I don't even know how many penalties. I didn't watch the game. So that's why I didn't really do the recap. I guess I watched a little bit at the, at the beginning. I was at B-dubs and 
Uh, we lost a little bit of power, but I mean, I watched like the, a little bit of it and I was just like, this is awful. Like they're not doing anything. Yeah. They're doing Way too many false starts and holdings in the yeah. first half. And just not yeah. establishing a running game, which is surprising because that's been the cult yeah. of bread and butter the entire season so far. Yeah. Um, so nothing consistency. Go, yeah, sorry, go nothing, ahead. Uh, nothing bigger of a motivation than getting punched in the mouth, getting knocked down and wanting to prove all the naysayers wrong. There's nothing bigger of a motivation than that. I mean, the Colts are at rock bottom right now. The only way yeah. direction they can go right now is up. I don't even care about the standings right now in the public eye. The Colts are at the bottom. They could be, they're one of the best teams record wise in the NFL. They're midway, but right now everyone's looking at them as if they're one of the worst teams in the NFL just because of that. So yeah. you, you get, you get put down there. Now you get the chance to put yourself back up. Even if the Colts don't win this game against the chiefs, if they make it a game, if they make it close, then that's going to put some people saying, oh, well, maybe, you know, the Colts aren't as terrible as what we originally thought of them over one game. Yeah, and this team thrived last year on that whole underdog mentality um, yes. of being ranked ranked dead last in the league in the league standings when it when uh, when it started, um, being last in the polls. And, um, and they really thrived on that last year, and they really pl- played up that underdog role a lot. And so I think they they love they like that they like being in that place, and I think they'll they'll do it again. Um, and I think this game is going to be more competitive. Again, I could, could be completely wrong. I thought they would smoke the Raiders, but we saw what happened there. Um, but I think Frank Reich just I you know I don't know like I just feel like Frank Reich won't allow would not allow his team and his team won't allow this team to go two weeks of embarrassment. Like, I think, I don't know if they're necessarily going to win because let's be real. Kansas city is a dang good football team. Um, but you know, saying that I just, I can't see Frank Reich and this team going two weeks in a row of pretty much being embarrassed. And I mean, last week was probably one of the worst losses in the Frank Reich era. Um, I know that jets game was pretty rough last year, but I mean, you, you were at home last week and you got embarrassed by the Raiders. Like, um, it yeah i just can't see them doing that um so th- those are come a, a few of mine on offense like i just was talking about a few of my keys on offense on defense i mean you already kind of touched on it Derek. like what the i almost said a bad word there I what the heck did. happened <laughs> we're trying to be what? child friendly here okay cody <laughs> come on you know this <laughs> i mean i work at a church i better uh, watch myself um <laughs> no but <laughs> all joking aside, that's how you know um, that's how you know it's bad when a guy that works at a church is about oh ready to word. say drop the f-bomb there <laughs> <laughs> i don't i don't i don't say it usually um but yeah it was you know it was a rough game last last oh, week yeah when, when yeah <laughs> but um you should have seen I mean, me going around my parents house when that when that second well, it, the first touchdown didn't irk me the one that really grinded my gears was that second touchdown on that that double reverse and they got completely destroyed off that. I was like, how did you not see that coming? I saw that coming (laughs) the moment they handed that reverse off. I mean, I was, I was so mad. I was so mad. Right. I was kind of like wondering, I was like, I wonder if Matt Eberflus is just about to like put on a helmet and be like, guys, this is how you form tackle because literally no one was form tackling last week. It seemed like it was like, Oh, arm tackle. And I'm like, I, you guys, uh, you guys have learned, right? That's not how you tackle NFL players. It's not how you tackle at all. You learn this in Pee Wee how to tackle. Mm-hmm. And so I was just like, 
Oh my word. <laughs> like I was just sitting there. I was just like, what is happening? I feel like, I feel like this is like a seven on seven almost, you know, where the defense right. is at a different advantage. Like that's how it felt. It was like, what is going on? But anyways, um, enough of that. I mean, I feel like Colts fans have experienced enough pain this week. So uh, we'll move on from that. Go to my keys for defense here. Uh, so like you mentioned, Derek, there's been absolutely no pass rush at all. And that's really surprising to me a little bit. I mean, I think the Colts played a lot less competition last year. And, you know, I've seen a lot of regression from guys like Marcus Hunt. Like, what the heck happened to Marcus Hunt? He's just, like, been gone, been absent. He got benched last week for Grover Stewart. And so, yeah, um, I mean, you assign this guy to an extension, and he's just – he's, like, not good at all. Yeah. Um, and, you know, some, some question that I have is, like – and, you know, it's still early, so, you know, it could be proved wrong, but I'm like – what's the point of drafting all these defensive linemen in the second round if you're not going to give them snaps? Like, yep. That's my question. That was, like, that was one of the biggest questions is, I mean, Zach, Zach Hicks pretty much mentioned it a bunch of times this last week too. Like why yeah. did Terray not get snaps? We weren't right. getting, we weren't getting pressure with Houston. Houston wasn't getting anything so far this year. Houston's been a non-factor in my eyes. He has not done anything yeah. for me. And I mean, Ture has been our best edge rusher. And obviously mm-hmm. Jabal Sheard will most likely be back again this week. He's uh, yeah, he had a good, obviously he had a good didn't game. practice this week because of uh, – he didn't practice today because of rest. But mm-hmm. he's going to play again. And obviously he had a few times where he he made a good uh, edge rush to stop the run on the outside. Yeah. He was setting that edge pretty well uh, on his side. But they were attacking the opposite side because the other side – wasn't doing it and whoever they put there Teray wasn't in there. And I, I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand it. Teray's been your best pass rusher other than Danico Autry. So why is it? He's not getting snaps. Yeah. I don't understand know, I, either. It, it is a little bit head scratching to me. And I know Taekwon Lewis is hurt too, but like, I'm like, I don't know. It's just to this point, I'm just like, why don't you give those young pass rushers more of a chance? Like you I have nothing else to lose. You right. I, I, get it, I get it in a sense because Kamoko Ture is not a good run bo- run defender, but I mean, has any of the other def- you know defensive ends really been that yeah, good? Exactly. Game? Has anyone I else mean, other than that? I mean, Jabal Sheard's been the best defensive run blocker that we had, and he played one game. I mean, I, we haven't been able to stop the run all season, and Jabal right. Sheard finally comes in, is able to set his edge, but nobody else does. That's the issue. Right. Or face right and that that is the issue and it's just like you know at this point i don't know like i'm just like what do you have to lose just give these young guys some run at this point i mean i know that the season's still early so we might be overreacting a little bit mm-hmm. um but no it is kind of maddening to see like you have these guys that you really have drafted because of this talent well i mean live reps are the best way that they're gonna grow and so yeah but i do wonder you know if kamoko terry if, if the next still a, potentially a slight issue and they just want to ease him back into it um, yeah. But I do agree. Him and Banigou, I think, need to see more snaps, especially if you're not getting to the quarterback. I mean, I think the last couple of weeks, the Colts have not sacked the quarterback once. And so well, they like, did sack him. They did sack Carr oh, yeah. once that game. Just it once. was like forced out of bounds. So it's like, yeah, that, it, it wasn't much of a sack. But either way, one sack against an offensive line that was missing their best offensive lineman for half the game and their right guard as well. That's not good enough. It's not good yeah. enough. 
Yeah, and also speaking of that, uh, Eric Fisher, I believe he's left tackle, right tackle. I can't remember what they had. I know they drafted him to left tackle. I can't remember if they kept him there. Um, but he didn't practice today, so that could potentially be something to watch there mm-hmm. um, with whoever lines up against him. Uh, but, yeah, no, I think that you got to make some changes, and we saw the Colts do, do that um, with releasing Jihad Ward, uh, which I think was probably needed at this point. I mean, I thought Ward had some good plays, good moments last year, but I think at this mm-hmm. point nobody's gotten pressure at all. Um, and you just, I mean, really, Grover Stewart's your biggest was your biggest body there, like the mm-hmm. only big body defensive lineman there. And so, um, the Colts added another defensive tackle whose name right now, uh, let me let me find it real fast. Um, I know he played for the Browns and he's had some starts, had some run there. Um, Trayvon Cooley, mm-hmm. I think that's how you say his name. Um, looks like he was with Cleveland last according to his picture. So I'm waiting for the internet to load here. Never loads when you want it to work. Tell you what, right. (laughs) Yeah. One, one person also, while you're trying to look that up, one person I do want to see more of is uh, Muhammad. I know they like to get him involved in the games early and kind of uh, leave it to other guys, other uh, later in the game. But I, I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember if Muhammad was injured last week or not. But maybe he. I think he's still dealing with something, even though he's healthy. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think they need to. Injury. They need to try to get him involved in the game early too. See if he can get some kind of pressure on Mahomes. Because I mean, Muhammad always seems to get that sack early in the game. He always seems to find his way. But uh, th- that's just mm-hmm. another name. I feel like we have to start utilizing more of. Yeah, and he, I mean, I believe it was a, a neck injury he suffered in Atlanta. So um, he played, I believe. I don't know if he, he started. I, I actually didn't really look, but he might have started. But um, but yeah, I agree. Al-Kadim Muhammad's been a solid player. But, you know, I got to think, like, there's a reason that Al-Kadim Muhammad is a sixth-round pick and Kamoko Terry is a second-round pick. Like, there's a reason for that. And, I mean, I know he's been solid for the Colts, but at the same time, like, do you give guys like Muhammad more of a run or guys like Houston more of a run at this point when they, you know, Muhammad's been pretty solid, but like Houston, you know, he's had one sack in four games. Like he hasn't really done a ton for you as far as the pass rush is concerned. And really like the run game run defense has not been good either. So it's like, do you give those, you know, do you, do you give those guys like Kamoko Ture, Ben Banigu more of run more snaps um, in order to try to generate pressure, especially on third down? Like, I mean, the Colts have just got no pressure at all. Um, it was just rough last week from what I've seen. And, and it just seemed like, you know, Derek Carr was never in any danger. And so um, that's just something. But anyway, back to Coley. Um, he was on the on the Ravens practice squad. Um, he's at, So, yeah, I was right. He was the second. He's the second 300-plus pounder on the Colts defensive line um, with Grover Stewart, obviously. Um, so... Let's see. He played in 2017. He actually started in 2017 for the Browns, which, I mean, 2017 for the Browns was a rough yeah. year, obviously. But he's got some starting reps. Um, and uh, he finished the year with 80 tackles, 11 for 20 in, in, in these 29 starts. I apologize. Um, he has 80 tackles, 11 for loss, two, two and a half sacks, two passes defended, two fumble recoveries. Also, he caused a safety. Um, he's only, He's 25 years old, so he's pretty young still. Um, but, you know, just more big bodies in there, I think, is what the Colts need on that defensive line, especially if Marcus Hunt, you know, he's a pretty big player, but he's, you know, he's tall and stuff, but he's just been not good and not effective at all. And so Colts needed to do something there. So they added that. Um, 
Yeah. Another thing, Derek, that I really, you know, I think that needs to be addressed. And again, this, this will probably help with um, Darius Leonard coming back, but you know, the linebackers and covering the tight ends, it seems like the, the tight, that's just been an Achilles heel of the Colts defense for so long guarding the tight ends. And um, hopefully with Darius Leonard getting back, that'll improve a little bit, but I mean, mm-hmm. You look, Austin Hooper a couple weeks ago against Atlanta had two touchdowns. And then Darren Waller, like you talked about, I believe he had a touchdown. I didn't obviously I didn't watch the game, but he, you know, he was torching the Colts along with Tyrell Williams and all that stuff. And so um those are a couple couple things that I think the Colts really need to improve on. Just um and there's more things like we've talked about. I don't think the corners have played especially great. I don't think they've played awful. I think that has to do with the pass rush as well, not getting home. Um, but you know, and also, you know, another thing that I wanted to mention, um, this goes for both sides of the ball more on the defense cause they had more starting la- last week, but those rookies, right. Those rookies who were starting last week and Kari Willis, Rock Essen, um, and Bobby Okariki, they need to step up. I don't think they've been particularly good this season for the Colts. I mean, it's been good for them to get those starting reps, but, um, I think they need to step it up a little bit. Um, I know Kari Willis has played pretty well. I think he's been probably the best rookie on the Colts, um, but, you know, you got to see a little bit more from Yassine. I know he's still young. He's still learning. Um, but you want you want to see him continue to improve. Okariki, I think, has had up and downs um, in his first two starts in the NFL. So you want to see them just continue to grow, get live reps, and continue to improve. And um, I think it'll happen in time. Um, but that's just something that you want to see from your young guys, just, you know, continuing to grow into the position and, and just learning the NFL game a little bit more. And so um, those are a couple of my – you know, things that I want to see from this Colts team, especially if the defense, which has been really struggling and, and everything. And so, um, yeah, so it's going to be, it could, it, I feel like this game could go a few ways, Derek. It could go really, really bad. Uh, it could go, the Colts are in it till the end. Um, they fall short or, you know, who knows, maybe the Colts could sneak out with a win. Um, Right now, it's not, you know, especially with how this team played last week, it's not looking too favorable, but the NFL yeah. is unpredictable, man. So you never I think know. we can, I think we can agree that, uh, which decision our fan base is already kind of talking about. Um, yeah. I, I don't, I don't, how do I say this without people getting triggered? Um, it'll happen either way. However you say it. All right. I'm going to say it. I'm going to just say it just so that we can go ahead. I don't (laughs) see the Colts winning this game in any way, shape Mm -hmm. or form. I don't, but what I would love to see again is the, is the team kind of doing what we did against the Patriots, uh, last year. I know a lot of people don't, uh, recognize the game. They just see the score. They saw 42, 28, right? Well, Mm -hmm. If you understand the circumstances behind it, where in midway through the second quarter, the Colts had 13 starters out with injury. 13. Mm-hmm. Now, we don't have that many now, uh, but we obviously have Darius Leonard just coming back from a concussion. We're going to be missing both of our safeties in this game, which definitely hurts against the best passing quarterback in the league. Uh, and you're missing. Uh, two of your wide receivers. You're already down an elite quarterback in Andrew Luck uh, with Jacoby Reset now being the starter. I mean, it, this is a game that everyone is already going to be looking at. It's funny. I can't remember who said this, but I was, I'm in a Colts group chat and 
somebody mentioned it. I don't know who, but I'll have to look that up at some point. Whoever says it, I think they know what I'll talk about here in a second. But uh, they said, you know how kind of like we came in to that Oakland game thinking the wrong mentality where Mm -hmm. we thought we hear all the noise. Uh, A lot of people don't understand that players hear what we say. People like to think, oh, well, the players shouldn't be focusing on what the public has to say. Of course they don't listen. Yes, they do. They hear what we say. The general public, all that stuff gets out. Everyone has a phone. Everyone has sources. Everyone has friends that tells uh, these players what the general public is thinking. And everyone kind of has those games where they think they can go in and do this uh, to a team that they think is not as good as them. I mean, that's just common football. And I think we came into that game with the wrong mindset. We came in there not determined to put a, uh, to put our foot on the gas pedal and not stop. Our foot never reached the gas pedal. That's the issue mm-hmm. here. And it, it started in all assets. It started all facets of the game there. Now I think with, like I mentioned earlier, getting punched in the mouth, now's the time where the team you're facing – might have that same mindset, might have the same mindset. They're going to be at home. They got the best quarterback. They got an offense that is just riding the lights out of the NFL right now. They'll yeah. th- and they see our injuries on defense. They go, oh, this is going to be easy, dude. Especially now that we have Tyree Kill probably coming back for this game. We're going to be, we're, this is going to be easy. Uh, you know, that could be the opportunity to make this a game. That is where the Colts can put their money where their mouth is and show some promise and on in both offense and defense. And that's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping for this to be a game. I know 11 and a half is, you know, some people are saying, oh, that's not enough. Oh, some people say, you know, that's just about right. I, I think if we can catch Kansas City sleeping early, I think this can be a relatively close game. For, for part of this, as long as we do not fall flat like we did in the first, uh, like last week. And with mm-hmm. T.Y. Hilton being back, certainly helps uh, Jacoby Brissett more than anything. I certainly hope Marla Mack's going to play. I don't know yet, but I, I just hope that the Colts don't take this as an easy week and just think, oh, we have no chance here. Like you mentioned, anyone has a chance in the NFL if the circumstances are right. But I mean, it's just ultimately, I don't, I don't know if we'll have the firepower to do it, but I would love to see the Colts put up some kind of fight in this game and show everyone, even though our record isn't great, we still can do, uh, we can still set out and do some good things. Yeah, for sure. And you know, you never know, you know, like this could be a trap game for the chiefs, just like the Raiders game was a trap game for the Colts, you know? Yep. You know, you mentioned like, you're thinking, oh man, you know, this team, this team just lost to the Raiders. Like we smoke the Raiders every time. Like they're, they're without a few of their really good players. Like this is going to be an easy game. Um, and I mean, as we found out, unfortunately last week, there's no easy game in the NFL. You got to go out and you've got to prove it. You got to prove that you're a good team. And I think the Colts have a, a shot to do it, a, a shot to, to possibly upset the chiefs. I'm not going to say it's going to happen, um, but I think they have a chance, and I think that's all they need. Um, you know, if they can, I think if they can just really establish the gun, uh, the running game. Sorry, um, if Marlon Mack um, is able to go, even if he's not able to go, if they're just able to establish and dominate that line of scrimmage on offense, 
Um, they're able to get a little bit of pressure on Patrick Mahomes. You know, Justin Houston returning, so maybe he's got a little more juice, a little more motivation for this game. Um, his return to Arrowhead, and uh, you know, you never know. You never know how it could go. Every week, that's what I love about the NFL. You never know from week to week what's going to happen. You know, one team you could look like a Super Bowl contender, like the Colts have this year, in a few games, and then you could look like the worst team in the NFL. It just it never. <laughs> that's what I love about the game, man. It's just so unpredictable, and so yes. Um, who knows what's going to happen? Um, I think the Colts will put up a better fight than I think people are giving them chances for. Um, I think, you know, maybe the score may not, may not indicate it, like you mentioned with that Patriots game, but I think the Colts are going to give a, a better fight and hopefully gain a little bit more respect back, uh, especially after last week's debacle. So um, it's going to be a good game. I'm really looking forward to it, man. Uh, primetime game. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see how the Colts handle the pressure of being under the lights. Um, and Arrowhead's a tough place to play, super loud. Um, and seeing, man, what did they learn from that playoff loss to Kansas City? What did the offense, what did the defense learn? What did Reich and, and Ibrafus learn from last last year's game? And so um, it's going to be a good one, I think. I think, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man. Um, I always love just watching watching the Colts on primetime. I feel like we don't watch it enough. Like, I love that game last year, uh, Colts versus Titans, um, just so people could see the team that the Colts have. Cause I think with a small market team, like the Colts, like they don't always get all the publicity, like some of the teams do. Um, it's just kind of an Indiana thing. I think like the Pacers, nobody really talks about the Pacers. Um, the Colts were more talked about when they had Andrew Luck, I think, and Peyton Manning, especially. Um, but I think a lot of people are sleeping on the Colts and I think that they could surprise a lot of people come Sunday. So it'd be an interesting mm-hmm. game to watch for sure. Um, and uh, man, I, I'm, probably going to just pump myself up the next couple of days by just uh, listening to that Sunday night football uh, song, man, that ringtone. I, I love that song so much. Yes. So uh, get myself pumped up. I'll probably be rocking a Jersey. Uh, I don't know which Jersey I should wear. I have, I wish Malik Hooker was playing. I'd wear his Jersey. I have my Darius Slender Jersey. I'll probably be rocking that, especially um, if he does play, we'll see what happens. So, um, but yeah. It's going to be a good game. Do you have anything else, Derek, before we wrap up this game? Any other comments, last things you want to say before uh, before we release this? Um, and, uh, yeah, anything you want to say? Uh, I think the only thing I can say is is uh, for those that are, you know, trying to make this a Jacoby Brissett is bringing this team down sort of debate here, just stop, okay? <laughs> just stop. I know yeah. – Jacoby Brissett has been anything but perfect so far through these first four games and especially last week, but he has certainly not been the issue with this Colts team so far this year. We need to Mm -hmm. continue on all facets to get better with this team. And I just hope that the coaches are up to it at this point. Yeah. And like, you think of like, I think there's a tendency to blame the quarterback and then there's a tendency to, to, you know, blame the rookies like oh they're just young they're just learning and while the rookies haven't been perfect at all i mean i think a lot of the mistakes that you're seeing it's kind of crazy because it's not really the rookies that are like making most of the mistakes some of those established players that you're like shouldn't you be making that play so um so i know it's a tendency to blame those people when you see that um but yeah let's just keep level head let's just be real and honest about this and um We'll see how the, how Sunday night shakes out. So, yep. All right. Well, thanks guys. Appreciate you listening. Appreciate your support. Love to hear your thoughts on the game and what you think the Colts need to do to potentially pull off an upset against the chiefs. So as always, thanks for listening and go Colts.